0: Welcome into the Leadership Legacy Podcast, where we interview influential leaders who learn the why and how they turn their passions into progress that set them on the path to leaving their legacy. Stone Ray he is a architecture student at Auburn University he's working as an intern for Stacy Norman uh, architecture firm Stone thank you so much for sitting down with me this afternoon yeah thanks for having me so Stone tell us a little bit about yourself where'd you grow up Uh, where did your love of architecture and design and town planning come from Uh,
1: yeah so I was born in in Birmingham and I lived there um, until about middle school until I came to Auburn um i've been around sort of construction and development throughout my life my father and his father were all developers and so i've sort of been around that sort of um artistic eye to how to you know develop real estate Mm -hmm. and uh being in the school of architecture at auburn university which is a nationally ranked program and so we get a lot of feedback from people all around the globe and we have opportunities to go abroad and this stuff has really opened up um Opened up ways of seeing uh, design through a larger scale, which is on the city scale or the region scale. And uh, if you, I became interested in it and read about it more and watched lectures and all, all those types of things. And um, it boils down to a, a sort of a passion in urban planning and architecture um, in the long term. If you think about it, um, a city is sort of the largest thing humans design right Mm -hmm. you can design products industrial design that kind of thing but the city is the largest scale and it's become an important issue especially in the 21st century dealing with all types of uh, housing problems Mm -hmm. um, transportation problems you know how do you you know create a place that actually functions uh, the way it needs to function in today's world right And in some places it's um, it's moved by things like climate change and in some places is moved by their local economy and their employers and
0: whatnot. How did you get the the job here um, as an intern for Stacy Norman? Oh uh well I just asked him. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey that's he the was, best yeah. way to
1: do it. <laughs> uh, no Stacy's great he was my professor in the fall and um, he led my class to do a design project for the bank at Tumors Corner and, okay. which is a project his firm is doing so we all got to sort of Get an in-depth look at how that process um, took place and uh, sort of the constraints uh, of downtown Auburn and being able to uh, sort of put our own touches to it. So at the end, there was 27 different different versions of it, which was really interesting to see, yeah. you know, being exported by the
0: school. You know, we were talking a little bit earlier about the way that there, there are several architecture firms here in in Auburn, but uh, because of the, his tie to the university, he's kind of the only uh, architecture firm that may, you know, employ interns to to help, uh, yeah, yeah. kind of well, get their feet in the door and yes. To get well, some as far as
1: I know, Stacy's firm is the only firm that employs people, right? A, a firm with an office, right? There's several practicing architects in town, and there was other uh, firm in town. I forget the name of it, but it, it moved out of here, so the office is sort of being flooded with a lot of work relative yeah. to our fast growth. But um, I suspect there'll be more in the future. But it's sort of really interesting. That there's really only uh, one here at the moment, you know, based out of here with, yeah, you
0: know, especially with everything going on. Yeah,
1: especially being downtown too. It's yeah. really interesting. We're right next to City Hall, so we get a lot of uh, work from the City of Auburn and Auburn University and mm-hmm. and, and uh, private developers and that kind of thing. Well,
0: what drives you to get up in the morning, um, not only to go to school and learn, but to you know to come to an office every day and and, and just work?
1: From a smaller scale, there's something different to see in Auburn every day, as far as development goes Mm -hmm. but it's the same story for most cities um around the united states and around the world so there's new issues there's new things to read about Mm -hmm. Um, it's a profession or urban design and planning is a profession that's constantly changing Mm -hmm. and it's a profession that constantly keeps you looking 20 30 years in the future so i guess that's a uh, that's a reason to get up right so yeah yeah uh you know it's not a day-to-day thing it's you constantly have to have your future goggles on right because the decisions you make are not present decisions they're future
0: decisions yeah one of the cool things that I that I saw when when kind of learning more about you was your 2050 plan for the city of auburn and the way that auburn is growing a lot of people are kind of upset about it um, some people you know embrace change and, and want to see that happen and so uh, definitely, uh, is interesting to see the different perspectives that people have of how they want their loveliest village, yeah. you know, to grow, yeah. but stay the loveliest village. Yeah. What principles have helped you uh, personally, going to school, go, going to work, and you know, designing designing different plans for different cities and and things like that? What principles have have kind of helped you uh, personally? Um, uh, as far as just are talking about design decisions or yeah, design decisions or um you know your decisions on you know where to you know go to school and, and what to study and, and things like that right
1: as well. Well, well I decided to come to Auburn because of their program here it's it's really uh it's a nationally ranked architecture program it didn't really make sense you know to go out of state you know for something lesser um as far as design decisions go, obviously, like you mentioned, that 2050 plan, which was just a schematic, you know, ideas, yeah. And they're not really binding decisions, but they're, yeah, uh, they're an idea of the future, which mm-hmm. is basically what planning is. And um, a lot of that inspiration comes from the history of a place. You know, I, you know, I've studied a lot in my hometown of Birmingham, mm-hmm. which is a very historical town, yeah, as, as well as Auburn. And you know, uh, to a lot of folk... Auburn historically is a small town and that's definitely true Mm -hmm. but all cities molt so you sort of have to use that history to guide yourself in directions um, that provide for the 21st century needs you know uh, planning like I was saying earlier is all about looking you know at least two or three decades ahead of you and if you just think about the present or what it is today or what it was yesterday, it's sort of a distortion field, you know, and you're not able to sort of have a vision, right, that, you know, maybe that the founders of Auburn had, Mm -hmm. you know, back then, you know, I'm sure they wanted it to grow into what it
0: is today. What's been the hardest thing in keeping up with, with the changes that are happening here in Auburn and and in your hometown? What's been the hardest thing in, you know, keeping all that in perspective as you do look to the future? is it coming up with, with, with new ideas or or what's the what's the hardest thing? Well, it's all happening
1: very fast. Yeah. So um, it's difficult literally to keep up with, but at the same time that's what makes it exciting. Yes, yeah. because it's not boring. You know, you know, <laughs> you could imagine what it would be like if we were in a, a city that was going the opposite direction, you know, and that was dying. Yeah. You know, and, and its young folk were flooding to suburban towns and to other cities with nightlife and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, um, to be in a place like Auburn, it's really interesting to see sort of the day-to-day involvement of the folk here. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's a lot of mixed opinions, but I think the bet, the bet, what I take away from it is at least they're involved. Yeah. You know, at least the conversation is never-ending, yeah. right? And that is the most hopeful thing for the future, because if it weren't a conversation to be had, then, uh, you know, there perhaps might be more to worry about.
0: Yeah, I like the way that the city council kind of involves, you know, the community you know, in, a, in a very healthy way. I mean, I know some of those meetings can get kind of can kind of get vocal. Yeah, for sure. But it's interesting to see, you know, how how much the community, how much the city council and, and the government here in Auburn wants to have the opinions of of the citizens because of all the changes that are happening. Right. Um, especially out, you know, the Donahue side of town uh-huh. and and, and in, in downtown as well but it's 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 really it's it's welcoming to know that city council is so open to you know obviously that's what they're supposed to do but not only allowing people to have a a platform to 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 voice their concerns, but actually to hear them and, and yeah. sometimes vote things down, yeah, uh, because of what the citizens you know had to say.
1: Yeah, no, I think the city council has doing a great job on the public input side of things. I'm not saying that I've never disappointed in the yeah. decisions. Of course, that happens, right? And of course, there's missed opportunities, and not everyone knows everything. But they also have a very hard job on their hands, based on the sort of speed that we're seeing these changes, right? Yeah. So, it's unprecedented in a way. Yeah. And we're lucky to have people willing to serve, and we're lucky to have a school like Auburn University there yeah. to export, you know, future decision makers
0: and yeah. that sort of thing. Well, we talked a little bit about that, the sketch that you that you did for, for Auburn 2050, and and you got a lot of you got a lot of um, a press on that and on al.com, and you had a lot of good comments, and, a lot, and you know, a lot of people that were you know just concerned in general. Um, and like you said before, they, those none of those changes, you know those are just ideas. Sure. And, and things that that you thought about that would be good for the city. So 2050 is, is a long way down the road. Sure, I mean, it's 30 years away. When, when you think about that far out or even a 2030 plan or a 2040 plan or a five year plan right, um, what are some of the what are some of the things that the city of Auburn is going to have to get right? Uh, in order to maintain the loveliest village on the plains feel, uh-huh. without sacrificing moving forward altogether. Well, I think sort of there's a number of discrepancies
1: there. Mm-hmm. Um, the nickname, the loveliest village, you know, it comes from a poem, you know, and it was written at a time when Auburn was indeed a village, mm-hmm. and uh, it's interesting. The definition of a village is a compact human settlement. You know, it's about density is what it is. Mm -hmm. And back then, Auburn was a place in which it was small enough, footprint-wise, where um, you could live here without a car, Mm -hmm. right, and cars weren't sort of the prominent way in which we planned cities, Mm -hmm. and it very quickly grew out of that. Um, In the mid-20th century, you know, after the Second World War, this is the story of all cities, especially cities across the south. when we started to design cities based on the automobile. And it's very obvious that cities are sort of changing their minds. Mm -hmm. Um, And now that we're in the 21st century, uh, obviously because of what you're seeing in downtown Auburn, and I'm not saying it's the best moves, but it's definitely definitely saying that uh, we're interested in a different type of direction than what was there before those buildings. And you mentioned um, 2050, you know, being so far off. And that's true. You know, it's hard to sort of grasp that. Yeah. Or, you know, that's 30 years from now. Yeah. You know, but 30 years ago was only 1990.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah, wow. So if you think about it that way, you know, think about Auburn in 1990 Mm -hmm. and think about Auburn today. You know, it's doubled in size. Yeah. You know, so that's why you sort of have to sort of keep that in mind constantly. Yeah. You know? If you take take projects, if you take decisions, you know, based on the present, you know, people tell me... You know, so-and-so, or whatever building is proposed. It happens to be however many stories, you know, six or seven stories. And people say, you know, Auburn is a small town, Mm -hmm. you know, but they're thinking of the present. Yeah. You know, well, what Auburn, what will it be? You know, I don't know. Is this going to fall in line with that, with the 2050 track? Probably. Yeah. You know, so I think it's sort of really important to always sort of have that perspective in the back of your mind. Yeah. And that's that's the case for Auburn, but it's the case for a lot of cities, right? Yeah. You know, there's several cities that grew faster than we did. You know, Atlanta's not that far up the road. Yeah. And Atlanta used to be the place, the place to be, and now it's having to spend tons of money and effort and time to retrofit itself to become a 21st century city. Atlanta was the poster child of automobile drive until you qualify. We're gonna we're gonna carve a highway through the city. We're gonna cut away you know all of the amenities about urban life and sort of they went after silver silver bullet ideas you know oh we'll get an olympics maybe that'll help or oh, we'll get an aquarium maybe that'll help or oh, we'll get an airport maybe that'll help you know and yeah. the traffic never got better and the quality of life never got better yeah and before long you know cities realized that the young, the young folk were were migrating to other places like portland you know yeah. who ever heard of that you yeah. know yeah you know, and, and to, you know, Soho, you know, and to Key West and to Miami Beach and all of these places that were sort of single-handedly revitalized starting in the 90s and into the 21st century, that today yeah. other cities that were his, uh, sort of successful in the past and up-and-coming ones like Auburn are sort, sort of done, starting to understand. Yeah, that's
0: good. That, that's a that's a perspective i I'd not thought about i mean especially you know when you look at you know what's happened to other cities yeah and you know 1990 in atlanta they're getting ready for the olympics um and then you think 1990 i mean man i just, I just got a an instant i feel old uh, kind <laughs> of uh, but yeah 30 years ago 1990 man that's kind of crazy to think about and yeah. you know that's not even an entire that's not even my entire lifetime and so to think you know what's going to happen when i'm 60 uh, or when i'm 67 um Right, Uh, right. How how is Auburn gonna? How is Auburn gonna feel? Is it gonna be you know, we're looking at uh, a a massive apartment complex on one side, another one, two brand new ones going in over here, and another one down the road. I kind of love the idea of having a big city feel and a small city if it's done right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this, I think the city will will get it right. And the developers that have come in so far have done a really nice job of kind of mixing the the two feels. so it's going to be it's going to be fun to see what happens. What do you think about uh, Auburn as being in kind of like a bubble, like or Lee County being in a bubble? Like as far as the economy, um, you know, back in two thousand eight, the economy was kind of bad yep. But in Auburn. You know, things have just continued to kind of grow and progress. Yeah. Um, what What do you think of the idea of, of Auburn and Lee County kind of being in a, in a economic bubble? Um. I mean, there is some truth to that as
1: as far as uh, growth goes. It definitely stands out against the rest, yeah. especially in Alabama. Auburn's the fastest growing city in the state, and it's one of the fastest growing in the country. Uh, but it has to do with a lot of factors, that fall into place really nicely. Mm-hmm. Is that it has to do with the school system? It's a huge one. Yeah. You know, that's really. It's exciting to me to think about the future of downtown Auburn and urban areas of Auburn because we have one school system right that's the only challenge in other cities to get there are tons of people who would love to live in the inner city mm-hmm. but they can't yeah. because they can't make a rational decision about sending their, their children to school Yeah. right so we're sort of lucky to have that on our side Yeah. the quality of life here you know we have a great park system you know we have great city services mm-hmm. we have very low crime it's clean you know all of the sort of checklist items yeah. that, that folk look for are here uh, we are obviously have Auburn University, which is excelling in its in its field as well. Mm-hmm. Under President Leith it's sort of going to expand in, in other directions and towards research and R and D and that type of thing. Um, manufacturing jobs, you know, Alabama is really attractive to that type of thing and Auburn's capturing a number of them. So mm-hmm. the dominoes are falling in our favor and they have been for some time. That's why two thousand and eight wasn't the worst here. It yeah. still was it still affected it's, us. Still affected, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And
0: um, but I'd say we've rebounded from that very swiftly. You can kind of see that too in the, just the property values yeah. um, and the amount of property that we're starting to lose and having to start annexing in. Yeah. Well, kind of switching back to, to you, um, what's your advice to someone wanting to get into the architecture, urban planning industry? What's, what's some advice that you could give them if they're just starting out? I would say continue to, to read and to study
1: Sort of the current aspects of it, mm-hmm. and and mainly the issues. And I think that you'll find some very interesting topics, and then you'll find that there's a huge demand of people to solve them. Yeah, you know, architecture. You know, if you think about, you know, architecture. You know, hundreds of years ago, it was all about the master builder. You know, someone mm-hmm. who had the craft and skill to do things and create. You know, the the great cathedrals and things that you see across uh, Europe. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after the Second World War, when architecture turned into, into a, uh, basically, a, a form of engineering and how do we just construct what we need and the program that we need and don't forget about the cars. Yeah, You know, so we yeah. sort of lost, we sort of lost, for a long time in America, we sort of threw away the knowledge we had about creating great places. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you think about cities that you live in or that you visited, the the ones that are memorable and the ones that you like to live in and the in the best parts of let's say auburn you know mm. tumors corner is arguably the best intersection in the city yeah, absolutely. and it's because it's the oldest and the most urban yeah you know it was a, it was a, it was conceived before cars existed and you can see the newest parts of auburn and how they're not memorable yeah you know and I, there's a i i forget who it was but it was a great quote or a great sort of anecdote of he was showing slides of uh, suburban America. Mm-hmm. And he was describing, "of this is, how, this is what's happening today. This is how we're building our cities. And he said, these are places not worth caring about, right? Mm-hmm. I think anyone would say downtown Auburn is worth caring about. That's why there's probably so many people involved yeah. and saying yay or nay to things that are happening because they care about it. Which yeah. way or the other, they just care about it. Yeah. Uh, if you think about a place like Opelika Road, or Highway 280 in Birmingham, those are places that you just complain about yeah, because they're not worth caring about. They're first yeah. generation, you know, sprawl type development. And the anecdote was, if we build enough of places that we don't care about, then we'll have a nation that's not worth defending, you know? And if you think about, you know, soldiers fighting for us overseas, you know, what is their last thought of home, you know? Is it you know the curb cut between the Kmart and the this parking lot you know or is yeah. it a really great space, yeah. you know a place that's memorable and a place that will be there for
0: generations to come, yeah yeah. Well, just kind of thinking about just as as general citizens, you know, leaving our legacy, you know, leaving leaving something that that we can be proud of for for future generations and that kind of leads me into my last question for you, which is. You know, as you, at, you're young, mm-hmm. but as you think about, you know, when you when you leave this world, what what do you want people to remember you by, as as Stone Ray, the person, and and kind of what what your legacy would be. Uh,
1: I mean, it's it's not too, I'm not too worried much about me or my name or anything, but yeah. I would say I'm just here to sort of transmit the places that I impact better than I found them. Yeah and i think that's the job of any designer yeah or any architect or planner or whatever yeah you know you know that you arrive into a place and that you do your best just like your ancestors did before you yeah. to leave it better to those you know that'll come because there's never not going to be issues right and the tw- the 21st century is sort of a whole different is all about convenience and it's all about retrofitting us to be more sustainable than the 20th century. Yeah. If you comp- if you think about it, it's total polar opposites. Yeah. And I'll give you one more anecdote from um, one of my favorite planners and architect architects. His name is Andreas Duani. and uh, he owns DPZ, which is a firm down in Miami, and uh, you may have seen some of their work. They're famous for designing Seaside, and Rosemary Beach, oh, and okay. Alice Beach, and all of the famous towns on 30A, as well as hundreds yeah. of them across the nation, and master plans for downtowns. And he does in a lecture, he described that the, in America, the 21st century didn't start until 2008. It la- the 20th century yeah. had lagged a little bit. We yeah. still We still kept consuming. And building like we were in the late 90s until the market crashed yeah. and there were several things that sort of broke the back of development and planning and and what we uncovered is that we were broke yeah and we needed some new ideas yeah and that is when sort of there was a huge push for you know new urbanism in places that didn't have it and yeah. there was a huge uncover of a, of a demand of, of folk who wanted to be able to live in a place that was functional, not only for those who could drive. Yeah, right.
0: almost like a design revolution.
1: A design revolution is a great way to put it, yeah. yeah. And it's pretty obvious that Auburn is catching on to that. I wouldn't say that they're all the way there. I yeah. still think we have problems when it comes to design, but we're definitely on
0: a different track, Yeah, which is promising. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Stone, man, I appreciate your time so well, much. I thank as you I for having here. me, I enjoyed it. And, uh, and I look forward to, to hearing more from you and, and and catching up more with you down the road. All right, perfect. Hey, this is your host, Tony Orovet of the Leadership Legacy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this past episode. It would mean the world to me if you would go and rate this podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends.